0: Hi, welcome to The Heavy with Andrew and Don, where we cover a large range of rock and metal topics for the casual listener. I am your host, Don Sutherland, and with me as always is my brother, Andrew Sutherland.
1: What's up, dirtbags?
0: You can always send us a message, uh, don't forget, at theheavypod at gmail.com or any of the social medias if you have any questions or comments or anything. And actually, the topic today, because uh, Andrew and I are switching around, I'm doing the, the topic today, and it was actually suggested uh, by, by Tristan. Listener, so I, I decided it was a good idea. I went in on it, and uh, I'm gonna be doing the episode today. I think you have to ask me what we're talking about. We have oh, to
1: yeah, uh, mic. uh, Don, what are we talking about today?
0: Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Caius and oh. a little bit of um, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the band that I was listening to on Spotify that you uh,
1: that I saw right before we started the
0: episode, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that showed up, yeah. So, we're gonna talk about them, uh, a little bit about the band Sleep. Uh, and just sort of stoner metal and stoner rock in general. All right,
1: fantastic. Let's get into it.
0: (laughs) Is that that your impression of me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, let's get into it. All right, so stoner metal or stoner doom or... Stoner rock—it has a lot of different names, uh, and some people draw some pretty hard lines, as I found. Um, so we're just going to kind of focus mostly on stoner rock. It crosses over a little bit, but you can kind of call it whatever you want. So don't get don't get upset with me. Um, the sound, imagery, lyrics—obviously, are going to revolve around stoner culture. We're talking just weed, pretty much just yeah. weed. You know, you know what it is. Um, yeah. So by stoners for stoners, revolved around the whole thing. Uh, typically. This is pretty sludgy, kind of heavy, slower, generally music, uh, yeah. not very deep, like as we'll get into, it's it's sort of a mix between psychedelic, a little bit of prog rock sometimes, but then it's also punk. So at any point you could get an eight minute song or a one and a half minute song if you go That's through a, it. So
1: quite, quite the variety then. Eh? I yeah. suppose it's like kind of the antithesis to like thrash and speed metal, eh?
0: Yeah, which is weird because uh, Caius, as we'll talk about, they they toured with Metallica <laughs> in the, in the oh, 90s. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, it's like it's sort of the same heavy vibe, but then a lot slower. And uh, when we get into the playlist, especially like you hear it and you go, yeah, it should be baked for this in a, yeah, in a good way. Um, yeah, I'm, I did, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say, I'm familiar with Caius, but I've never done a deep dive
0: into them. So there'll be quite a bit I don't know. Okay, good, because I wasn't sure if you'd listened to a lot of them. Uh, and I was worried because so I was like, "What if I, what if I make some assumptions about how I feel about their music and you hate it?" Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want
1: to get too ahead of ourselves here, but I, I do, I do like them.
0: Yeah. So. I actually, when I was going through and doing all the research, I found a a really funny comment on on what stoner metal is like, and someone said, uh, "Have you ever tried listening to stoner metal when high? It's like you're being dragged through a blender. It's horrifying." Oh my God, so, I don't agree with that, but that I thought that was really funny. <laughs> so wait a so like
1: so stoner metal is for people who aren't stone. Is that what they're kind of getting at?
0: they're yeah, they're talking about like really the opposite of what it's all about. <laughs> it's like I maybe mean, yeah. maybe you just don't like metal. <laughs> I don't know maybe you're yeah, just so. not a fan. It's mm-hmm. just really funny amongst a bunch of positive comments on the thing I was looking at, uh, so stoner metal, stoner doom, whatever you want to call it was obviously if you kind of think about it pioneered by bands uh, like Led Zeppelin to a degree with sort of their prog metal tendencies would it be like more with their la- their later stuff like their later yeah, like we ta- yeah we were talking about presence last episode like stuff like that yeah. Achilles last stand would definitely sort of fit into that category yeah um and then it's since it kind of has psychedelic roots Pink Floyd uh fits in there hendrix to a degree too just sort of the imagery that's that's around it um Mm -hmm. the uh the lyrics and all that and then black sabbath was a big influence on a lot of these bands they really they really uh drew from that and i think it's kind of the heavy sludgy sort of feel that they have in those songs like specifically the
1: song the song sweet leaf (laughs) probably (laughs) that's like the stoner anthem
0: yeah yeah they definitely emulate quite a bit of what black sabbath does um, okay, so uh, the first band that sort of considered the stoner rock band that pioneered it even more so than uh, Zeppelin, Hendrix, because they were kind of just in theme. But Blue Cheer, as a, I think we've talked about Blue Cheer before, have we not?
1: Yeah, we may have mentioned them when we were talking about stuff from like the '70s, right? Like '60s, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because that's they were from around that time, um, and they're like one of the first sort of metal bands uh, that that came out and was kind of considered metal, but they're also like very heavily considered the first stoner rock band that laid the foundation for that. Uh, So they were from San Francisco, sort of psychedelic acid rock more so. But when you hear the comparisons, um, I do have one of their songs in the playlist. So you can hear the side by side. Um, You can really hear what people mean by that when we get there. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, the two bands I'm going to be going over, uh, Caius and a band called Sleep, and Caius, which we'll start with, is uh, essentially what became Queens of the Stone Age. Later on, uh, it sort of just morphed into that. Is that what you? That's what you're holding back, right? Yeah, yeah. I knew
1: I knew uh, Josh Holm was
0: in <laughs> in Caius. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I appreciate you letting me do the do the reveal for anyone that didn't know. Um, I thought so, that would
1: be really mean to steal that from you.
0: Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> though I've I've done it to you a lot. Uh, so so Caius was. They sort of formed around the Palm Springs area. Um, sort of 89 is considered their official form date. So Brant Bjork, sorry, Bjork Brant. I have his name backwards. Oh, not the singer Bjork? Not the singer Bjork. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I don't think she jumped from Iceland to Palm Springs right away. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bjork, Bjork Brant, uh, he was uh, a teenager starting the band originally, and he called it Katzenjammer because he was German, but then uh, when he when he started going... I didn't actually get the translation for that. It's just German for something. I thought it was fun and didn't want to know. But he formed it with his best friend and uh, the bassist, uh, original bassist, Chris Cockrell, and then eventually got another kid, Nick Oliveri, on, uh, who was switching from bass to guitar, so they're like, hey, join the band. And then they had another local kid join the band a little bit later, Josh Hom. Or Josh Homie. I never... I never hear his last name out loud. I'm sorry. To anyone I just here. call him Josh. Josh Holm. I don't know. Okay, we're just gonna know. It. Yeah, we're just going to go with that. I I only ever see it written. Uh, but yeah, he joined to be their second guitarist. Um, spoiler alert, he would become their main guitarist. And uh, there was an interview with Brant where he kind of went over the history of the, the whole band, And he was talking about all the little towns in this area uh, and that they basically had no options it was like when we wanted to make a band, we pretty much had to choose like these guys. There was no one else to choose, so they yeah. they got really lucky that it worked, <laughs> I guess.
1: Yeah, like they all had a similar kind of vision for what they wanted to do at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they music. Yeah, they like they got along. They played instruments. They they kind of got along to that degree, and then it just it just seemed to work. <laughs> I I guess. Uh, so I guess really lucky, especially because like. Josh Homme gets in there, and that guy's a genius. Um, so they had another kid join, uh, John Garcia. Uh, he joined. He joined as a vocalist originally, and then they became the Sons of Caius instead of Cats and Jammer at that point. And Caius was a uh, an elder evil demon lord from D and
1: D. so we're definitely going in the right direction with the name here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so they uh, once they once they became Sons of Caius, they had released their first EP called. Sons of Caius, which uh, that came out in 1989, and it's actually on YouTube, which I checked it out, and it's it's pretty good for a rough cut. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then they shortened their name to just Caius uh, following the the release of that EP.
1: So, oh, so they went from Sons of Caius to Just Caius to Caius. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs>
0: I was I was treating it like a legitimate question for a second. I was trying
1: to I was trying to figure out how to word that to make a joke about it, but yeah.
0: Now I'm just angry. <laughs> they, so they, um, do you know about their whole history with their concerts? Uh, they started getting getting some uh, attention in that area. No,
1: I I read like maybe a brief like I might have read their their bio on Spotify, and then I've listened to like their first couple albums. That's about okay. as far as I've gotten with them.
0: Well, this is this is the coolest part <laughs> about them. Which sounds cooler from the outside, apparently. Uh, So, again, from this brand interview, he was talking about how uh, early on they would just go out in the desert, bring a bunch of generators out, and just set up their own stage and invite some friends over. And they just, like, every weekend go out and play these shows for their friends. And everyone was having a good time, like, obviously smoking a lot of weed already, because that was sort of uh, a unifying factor in the band already. Yeah. Um, So they just go out there, play these shows. Uh, and they were called generator parties because they just had generators for everything. Uh, but apparently they were terrifying. It's like they were a lot of fun, but like at any moment, things could just go south. Like they didn't have any security. They didn't have anybody running anything except for like we brought th- these generators out and we have a bunch of like teenagers drunk in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> things things could go bad. Uh, so sounds cool. I can get where that would be be dangerous. Yeah, so just like a lot of
1: testosterone and, and yeah, uh, like it, it was just, I don't know if,
0: yeah, like I, I didn't find any stories about like anything horrible happening, but he just makes it sound like it was really scary. <laughs> He's yeah. like, there's, there's, that,
1: there's, there's that potential there all the time, eh?
0: Exactly, yeah. Just, just like the idea that like we have no backup here. If anything yeah, happens, if things,
1: if things go off the rails, they're going like right off.
0: Like, it's, yeah. they're not
1: coming back yeah. on, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like we're, we're screwed. Our amps are going to get destroyed. Yeah, oh, man. that kind of yeah. thing. But that is also kind of what got them attention because they were throwing these progressively larger generator parties where they're just playing their music and they, they start to get some attention. And that's how they really they, they really gained some ground, um, yeah. got got lots of fans. So it worked for them. Probably wouldn't recommend doing it. But
1: yeah, like probably nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100. That would go horribly wrong.
0: Oh, they're yeah. Just <laughs> not, not work for them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so they uh, they they got some some traction with these and eventually signed to uh, an independent record label, Dally, if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, in 1991, they released their first album called Wretch, which uh, I didn't really listen to too much. Uh, it was their it was their second album that kind of hit it big and got their sound down. Uh, Wretch was kind of okay, but. Their second album is where they really hit it. It's just sort of this is where they got signed and they started to to go sort of mainstream with it. Have you listened to Wretch? I, I know you, said uh, you
1: to some of them. If I if I have, I don't really remember. The two I listened to the most were the second and third albums.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's those. It's the second, third, and fourth, which are like the the big ones, anyways. Yeah. Um. So they were really known for their stage presence. This band, uh, and then they were sort of getting along with each other. Br- Brant said that they were all different people, but smoking weed was sort of the unifying factor. As I said before, it's so like, that's how they got along. You know, they'd smoke weed and then everything sort of became friendly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, of a thus, calming factor. Yeah. <laughs> thus the stoner metal image that they got or stoner yeah. rock image. Um, so in 1992, uh, they got a new, new producer named Chris Goss. And then uh, they started working on there second album which would be blues for the red sun which is the which is the big one that's one you've listened to yeah uh, i was assume times, yeah. yeah so that's that's sort of considered the the birth of stoner rock for real like there's all these influences coming up to that but then blues for the red sun was like the big hit you know it sort of it sort of changed things weirdly enough it didn't sell very well but mm-hmm. uh it was one of the most if not the most like iconic album of the genre yeah, it
1: probably got more popular later on, or eh? kind of a cult status.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially as like like as as they get more famous, there's a lot of copycats that come up, and they're kind of like the image that they're trying to recreate. So it was definitely, uh, it, it was definitely a cult a cult hit. But they they were getting tours out of this, and uh, yeah. and everything. Like they, as I said, they toured with Metallica. Um, eventually they got so much momentum they were touring with uh, Danzig, Faith No More, and Metallica. Like they went on all these big tours. Oh wow, that's a big lineup. Um, yeah. yeah, that was a little bit later, um, not at the same time, <laughs> separate times. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: okay, like yeah. different tours. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but they were they were being connected to uh, to metal a little more, and uh, they weirdly didn't really like that very much. Like Josh Homme himself, said uh, I'm more into Black Flag than Black Sabbath. Like he was constantly saying that. Like they wanted yeah. to be more punk. They consider themselves a punk band. Is what, but jo- what Josh Homme.
1: Josh Hom also likes to piss
0: people off too. <laughs> he yeah. likes
1: to say things, to piss people off. It's kind of yeah. his thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, from this, I think it was something that um, he said to to Brant, because Brant was kind of the front man, which is weird when you think of Josh Hom. He's like the face. Yeah. But, well, I mean, uh, there's
1: a reason he, he left at some point, right? He,
0: yeah, in yeah. a way. We'll get we'll get to when when the band breaks up. It's it's sort of an interesting uh, way that it happens.
1: Okay, yeah, um, I, I'm not. I'm not aware of all the details, so it'll be interesting to hear about it.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a little different, but, uh, but yeah, like at this point, they consider themselves a punk band. They don't want to be metal, because as Brant said, and I kind of agree. Uh, he said heavy metal is a big genre and has a tendency to just pull everything in, and yeah, like, yeah once once you kind of get labeled, like people don't want to let you go of those labels. Like, to me,
1: to me, genre wise, though, like they're they're way too slow to be a punk band. Like it just doesn't really fit to me personally.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I would I would happens. agree with that for sure. They're a little faster than. Sleep is, so slow. Yeah, <laughs> and they're a little faster than that, but they're still they're still slow, especially compared to like Queens of the Stone Age later on. Yeah, I mean, um, I consider
1: it more of like a heavy alternative band.
0: Than yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I put that down here somewhere. Like, I don't. I'm leaving Queens of the Stone Age out of this, not just for time, but because I don't really consider them stoner metal.
1: No, they they yeah their, their music's uh, a bit of a departure from from Caius for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely their own thing. But um, so yeah, after Blues to the Red Sun, they had all the momentum. They were touring with Danzig, Metallica, uh, and then first Nick Oliveri left. He left the band, um, so they were starting to lose some pieces. That that made Josh Hom the uh, the lead guitarist. Um, they put out Welcome to the Sky Valley in 1994, which was which was also a hit. Like it's a great album. That's a terrific album. Everyone was like receiving these very well. They were, they were very popular with music critics.
1: Yeah, um, then,
0: music. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they um they put out the end of the circus leaves town as their final album, and uh, it was right before this that they broke up. So it was kind of their as they call it the swan song album of Caius. Yeah. Um, and they had they had broken up in kind of a kind of an odd way. It wasn't really, it wasn't really tensions at least between the band like Brant seems to talk pretty fondly about uh about things in the band like he doesn't really seem to have any any grudges uh or anything no animosity that you can Yeah, work. it doesn't it doesn't seem that way, but uh so by the time they they had gotten to like their second album they had everything with the publishing company they had it was split 25% across the four members at that point. Yeah. And Grant even says himself, like, Josh was writing all the songs for the most part. Like, for the, he was writing the majority of the, the music yep. and wasn't wasn't really happy that it got split, you know, four ways because he was doing the majority of the work. Um, yeah. So they they really had, like, no way of splitting it up differently without just breaking up the band. So it was like, if you want to break up the credits so that he gets more credit, the band is essentially split up. So they just kind of they they just kind of broke up. They all went and formed their own little bands. There wasn't like a big fight or anything. They just kind of went. This deal isn't working. Josh is doing all the work.
1: But they, yeah, they couldn't they couldn't rectify that like, with how to how to pay him more and keep the band together and everyone be happy kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like hmm. there's not there's not much evidence of anything like horrible happening between them, but they ended up breaking up in '95. Um, so John Garcia, who left, he formed Slow Burn. I haven't really heard any of these bands. So they, that was the only one that I wrote down before I was like, these guys don't even have Wikipedia pages.
1: I feel like Slowburn. I might have heard one of those songs on a compilation way back in the day. Oh, okay. Sounds familiar. Yeah. But like long, long time ago.
0: Yeah. Might have still had a bit of a name. To is that like
1: S-L-O Burn?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. That was the only one I found notable enough to write down. Um, but actually he... So John John Garcia and then Brant and Nick, they came back later in the in the two thousands, like mid two thousands, to form Caius Lives. And then yeah. and then Josh Hom made them change the name. It's like maybe oh, really? use that. Yeah. And I, I didn't find much of the story of that, but it was like they tried to and he said no. And they, ah. they changed it to something else. So they came back together. Well, I guess he doesn't Probably really want royalty stuff, but
1: because he was responsible for so much of the writing, so they're going to come back and use the same name, and then the, the music's going to be different. And it kind of reflects yeah. on him, I guess, right? Yeah, uh, I have to imagine that's it. I sort I of understand like how like it kind of affects his legacy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's that's uh, sort of a brief history of Caius. They uh, sort of kick-started the genre. I'm sure there's people that will have different opinions, because Blue Cheer is considered sort of the pioneer of the sound, and then there's you know, all these inspirations and, but uh, in terms of like the sludgy stoner rock sound. Yeah. I guess
1: like, I guess Kaya's kind of took it
0: uh, heavier, right? To a heavier place than. Yeah. Yeah. in in previous bands heavier and, and kind of like openly steeping themselves in like we're we're smoking weed all the time. Culture uh, sort of thing. Like, yeah, they, they, they really specified (laughs) what they were diving into. Um, and I know there's a lot more to do with stoner metal um, if you really go down that road. So this is, if you've noticed already, very, very much a focus on stoner rock. So, yeah, not, yeah, if yeah. if you, you want like, to get
1: there, if you want to actually get, like, get to like stoner metal, there's there's a lot of other bands you could explore. Like maybe the, most of them would have come after Caius probably. So they yeah. still would have had a, a, you know, some kind of influence.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like these bands, like their songs kind of flirt with that side of it. But uh, like the metal side just branches out so far. Uh, and I like, so if you're thinking I'm missing a whole bunch of it, like I'm focusing on <laughs> this one little aspect. Not you, Andrew, the, the audience. Yeah, no, I don't want
1: to go on like, too much of a tangent <laughs> or anything. I'll let, you, I'll let you stay focused on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because there's like, there's so much. This is a whole subculture I wasn't even really aware of considering like Queens of the Stone Ages. I would consider one of my favorite bands. I just never read <laughs> enough about them, I guess.
1: Like if I was gonna talk about stoner metal, just for an example, like I'd probably talk about a band called High on Fire, who is freaking awesome. <laughs> but
0: that like that name came up in my research, but it was on they, a list of stoner metal albums.
1: Yeah, they're they're much heavier, but like they're okay, really yeah. really good. But definitely like th- that stoner culture is really kind of embedded in their their themes and their yeah. music. Their music videos are freaking amazing. They're like all animated. Ooh, okay,
0: I'll I will have to check that out. That. I love a good music video.
1: Yeah, well um, I'll talk about them in another episode because I really
0: like them. Cool. Yeah, sounds sounds good. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, that's that sort of covers Caius. Uh, there was another band right around the same time, so they were in Palm Springs area, and then there was this other band, Sleep. Uh, I'll just give a briefer history on them because they they're not sort of as important, and also I didn't really like them as much. They were like too stoner for me. I've definitely heard of them, but yeah, I've
1: never really gotten into them. Like I've gotten more into Caius than I have into Sleep, for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, they they're a little more conceptual like Caius Caius has a lot of like we're punk and we're making like hard music and it's awesome and then Sleep is like we are high all of the time and all we sing about is weed and oh, it's but... kind of awesome but it gets exhausting <laughs> <a
1: little bit. laughs> I, just, I, I just looked them up on uh, Spotify and they have an album called Dope Smoker
0: oh, oh we're going to talk about Dope Smoker <laughs> don't, don't worry that's most of what this is um, excellent <laughs> well, well not really but it comes up it's funny <laughs> Uh, so they, yeah they formed in San Jose in the early 90s it was uh, Al Cisneros on bass and vocals now I'm on your side of trying to pronounce these names uh, Matt Pike and Justin oh, yeah. Marlar on guitar that's
1: where I know them from Matt Pike is the guy from High on Fire <laughs> that's why yeah I was I was wondering why like I, I, uh, I, I looked into Sleep a little bit before and that's why because I was looking up Matt Pike and he was one of the guys from Sleep so his band after that was High on Fire so that makes sense oh. that's right that's why it all
0: ties in so, yeah, it was matt pike and justin Marlar on guitar matt pike of high on fire uh and then chris haikus on drums his name is just haikus probably pronouncing like, it wrong like the like poetry the yeah like haikus? <laughs> yeah i that's a really cool name while. <laughs> yeah it's pretty sweet but uh yeah that was that was the original lineup uh they put out their debut volume one which was supposed to be a homage to black sabbaths volume four so, another Black Sabbath inspiration. Like these guys, clearly were taking a lot from that. You mean an homage? Uh, no, I think it's homage. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: you know, potato, potato. <laughs> I don't know. There's
0: no, there's no little accent over the e. Otherwise, I won't know it's French.
1: Oh, yeah, fair enough. I can't, I can't fault you for that. Then I guess.
0: Whatever. Spell hors d'oeuvre, and I'll apologize. I know it <laughs> then starts, I'll take with your H- starts with criticism.
1: It starts with H O R apostrophe. I don't know. <laughs> well, after
0: that, it just it just goes off the rails. Just a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Volume 1 was an homage to Black Sabbath. Volume 4, uh, another inspiration from there. And then uh, Justin Marlar ended up leaving, and then they put out uh, what would be sort of their, their biggest album because their next album wasn't really an album. Uh, it was called Sleeps Holy Mountain in 93, which is sort of what they're really known for. It's the sound they're known for. Uh, it's very sort of doom rock sludge rock style. Uh, they're, they're kind of called doom metal, but I see them not very metal like, like I don't really draw the parallels as much as some people do. So that's kind of a gray yeah, area for me. I, I know
1: when you get to like high on fire, when Matt Pike did his own thing, like that was definitely metal. It was, he got a lot heavier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, tr- I'll trust you on that, but like we'll, we'll listen to some sleep and I just, I don't consider it metal, but, uh, definitely. Like, the, enough, eh? Yeah, exactly. Like the, doom sludge stoner rock i'll throw all the words in together um so this is what they how they kind of entered this whole subculture there uh and they received a lot of press for this album like they they were right up there with with caius in terms of exposure in this little subculture yeah uh, and they actually got a uh, a huge offer from london records like it's all i all the information i could find was six figures which would have been huge for like these you know, stoners from San Jose. Oh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, they they obviously they took that deal um, and they spent two years working on what was going to be their follow-up album. Uh, originally, they were going to call it Dope Smoker, but then they ended up changing the name to Jerusalem when they, like, pitched it to the to the record label. So they spent two years rewriting this and everything and then they pitched it to the label and it's a single 60-minute track that's basically a tribute to weed. <laughs> and, and the... No matter like how much the label fought them, they just refused to split it up. They're like, no, it's one track. It's staying as one track. And oh my God. they just never solved it. They they ended <laughs> up they ended up actually breaking up the band because they would spent all of their money on weed at that point. So they're like, we need yeah. to do other stuff. We we refused to change our vision, which I respect, I guess. Uh, and then they just they just left. They like they sure. broke up. They kind of did their own thing.
1: If I could say like without a shadow of a doubt, one thing that probably every record company would not enjoy is a sixty minute one song album. <laughs> like yeah, nobody Yeah. That that is that, that fits into no formula that any record company has for making money at all. Like it's yeah. it's amazing. Like artistically it's it's incredible. But like yeah, uh financially, like you're not gonna make any no. money on that. <laughs>
0: well and it's like you just you just paid these guys uh, at minimum a hundred thousand dollars to make an album and they bring you this <laughs> i would also say no um, i think that's
1: pretty freaking awesome though like, to be honest like what a what a forget what a fuck you to the music industry i love that oh totally uh
0: <laughs> yeah. and uh like sticking by their guns they're like we would rather break up than change this so yeah they, they broke up <laughs> yeah i that's how i felt too uh yeah. and then it didn't get released officially until uh 2003 it, it was like an indie label pick it picked it up I yeah. didn't really understand how the rights were working in that case, but it did get released in 2003. Um, and you know what? Not bad. I don't, oh yeah, I don't mind it.
1: It's i just looking at. I did, I just looked like when I saw that album Dope Smoker, I like I was wondering why it was only one song, <laughs> and then I just looked at yeah, one yeah. song as an hour and three and a half minutes.
0: It's, <laughs> it's an hour and three minutes, yeah. And it's,
1: Holy it's, shit! Like,
0: it's, they're split up into parts in the track, but it's just not split up itself like you have to listen for to yeah, yeah. one hour they refuse like, to
1: actually put space like space the tracks out
0: yeah exactly which again i respect the hell out of that um
1: you didn't put that song on the playlist did you
0: <laughs> no it's a bonus track i <laughs> would have been a real I fuck would... you to our audience <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I wasn't i wasn't gonna do that to to everyone yeah. <laughs> so so yeah they they actually got that out in 2003 i don't know how much money they got off of it and then uh they got back in 2009 they got they did kind of a reunion they put out another album in 2018 which i i didn't really listen to um so yeah that's that's sort of where sleep ended up they were the sort of the secondary band and there were a lot more bands in there kaius and sleep were sort of the two biggest ones so i'll just yeah. i'll roll through as you do sort of honorable mention of these other bands that are that are in there um so there's fu manchu if you've yeah, uh, heard of really them. Punk band? Manchu? uh yeah that's where it kind of crosses you say funk or punk 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 yeah like they're they're all these bands are kind of punky but also like stoner rock itself is just kind of punk rooted
1: yeah there's a it's bit of like a crossover there. a little more melody so. yeah okay fair enough
0: yeah yeah they they all kind of crossover like like Caius consider themselves a punk band but yeah, true. Uh, fu manchu yeah. is in the stoner rock category to a degree okay. um monster magnet was another one oh yeah uh, I'm familiar with them yeah clutch color haze uh karma to burn Truck Fighters, Electric Wizard, Dozer, Valley of the Sun. These were all kind of the, the biggest ones. And then, um, and a lot of these guys are still active today too. Like these are, this is like late 90s. So, yeah. and some of these bands didn't even form until like mid to late 2000s. So this is a very active genre. And then a 1000 Mods or 1000 Mods, that's kind of been my personal favorite discovery. They're a Greek band and they formed yep. in, uh, I think, 08. And they're awesome. I love them. That's actually
1: that's one uh, of the ones you named. I've actually that's one of the few I haven't
0: heard of. I've heard of most of the other ones. Oh really? Okay. Never heard of them. No, they're they're good. Uh, and then, as I said before, I just wrote it down for posterity. Queens of the Stone Age, I don't consider in this category, so not putting them in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of veered off from the stoner rock genre with that. It, it was a little more mainstream alternative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, I'm, one little note before we get to the, the workout playlist is something I found interesting about this Bjork Brandt guy seems really interesting. He's got a, a nice sort of like retrospect on the whole time he spent in this band. Yeah. Um, so he said his favorite record is Blues for the Red Sun, which I just thought was interesting because like a lot of bands, when they, when they hit it big, like their most popular album, they hate it. Like they're so tired of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like Nirvana, they were just so sick of Nevermind at a certain point. Um, and I wrote down a bunch of other examples, like Muse, as we were talking about their album Origin of Symmetry. They've stopped playing it live because they're tired of it. Uh, Weezer, Rivers Cuomo of Weezer for a long time, hated Pinkerton, which is considered one of their, one of their better albums. I think their uh, second Gen- album, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out, uh, actually, while I was doing this, was that John Lennon also hated Let It Be. Like just looking through guys that hated their their most popular album, uh, John Lennon hated hated Let It Be. He thought really? that yeah, he thought that it was like badly written, like the whole album. Um, anyways, onto the workout playlist. Awesome. I ain't got time to bleed.
1: This is the chopper! Let's put a smile on that face. I a long to quit uh, drinking.
0: all right yeah so uh I have I have nine songs on here um <laughs> just to just to sort of flesh it out because I wanted to get a taste of the other stoner rock bands but then also uh like mainly talked about Caius so I have three tracks from Caius at the at the bottom of it so <laughs> we're gonna start off with uh good times are so hard to find blue cheer so this is from their 1970s album or 1970 album the original human being it's it's pretty good. It's got a good driving beat. Uh, I think it really shows the like angsty punk roots that people are talking about when they when they say that they're kind of the origin of stoner metal. Uh, nothing earth shattering, I don't think. But uh, for coming out in 1970, you, you can see that they were kind of ahead of their time with some of the sounds. Yeah, I'll kind of I'll
1: keep that in mind. Like the the time period that it was released in. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like this is this is like the year the Beatles broke up. That they're putting this yeah. out. So.
1: All right, uh, here we go. Uh, Good times are so hard to find by Blue Cheer. Yeah, I like it. They like literally talk about trying to get high, like right in the first yeah. verse.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a good sort of like foundation song for sure. Yeah. Like, you see what they're talking about, and as we go through the list, like you'll be able to tell. Yeah, this is where it came from.
1: It's kind of got that like it's it's not too slow, it's not too fast, got kind of that mid-range, like speed kind of or what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, so speed like a music?
0: medium tempo.
1: T- tempo, yeah, yeah. So, and then that's, yeah. but it's like yeah, you got that bit of psychedelic, but it's got a pretty dense like like fairly heavy guitar bass sound.
0: Yeah. And yeah. that's that's gonna be a real theme through all this. Like it's not agonizingly slow, at least everyone except for sleep isn't. Uh, yeah. but uh but but it's all sort of same hard driving yeah. bass lines in the back. Yeah. It seems like uh, they
1: don't really they don't really change tempo much, right? Like they kinda
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um and again that's that's very consistent through these guys, which uh makes yeah. it easier to listen to when you're high for sure. Yeah, definitely. It Doesn't throw any curveballs at you. Yeah, which I which I tried out and will be trying out more. Just like, cause I was like, this is what these bands are for, like this is what they wrote the music for. It's like I feel when
1: you're stoned, like your reaction time is quite a bit slower. So I feel this is like perfect for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Just like keeps you like it keeps you at that right point, that midpoint, you know.
0: Yeah, and and like they're writing these songs when they're high, also. So it's it's all from that place. So it it all makes sense. It comes together. Uh, all right, number number two is uh, Mongoose by Fu Manchu. I'm gonna be kind of jumping around in years here, so this one's from their 2010 album uh, Godzilla's Slash Eaten Dust. Uh, oh, yeah. So these guys were they were they were putting out albums in the early 90s, right along with Caius and Sleep. Like they've been around for a while, but they're still active putting out albums. And uh, from what I had listened to of them, this was the one that I liked the most. So it's like nice simple beats, heavy bass. Uh, nonsensical lyrics alright give it a shot
1: the song is Mongoose by Fu Manchu
0: All time
1: Oh, I really like that. Actually, it, like the the guitar sounds kind of dirty, you know. Like I like that mm-hmm. guitar, that, that riff, and just that guitar's tone, that sound. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, that, the that, lyrics are completely nonsensical. Yeah, <laughs> oh no uh, the mongoose flies like with <laughs> the hell yeah. that. <laughs> but they, but they, the, the word "high" is in the first verse again, like immediately.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, they they stick to the theme. Most of these yeah. guys do. They, so they do. they they really know what they're doing.
1: What are they banging? Is that a cowbell at the start? I
0: think so, and I love it. Sounds
1: kind of like, like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. That, song, that song builds up so perfectly. Like when yeah. it's got like the, the cowbell or whatever, they're banging at the start there, and then the, the just the guitar kicks in. And then when like the bass and the drums kick in, it just like, it just flows so nicely. And they don't change, like I said, they don't change tempo, right? They just like, yeah, everything just, yeah. Keeps, everything just keeps layering on at the same tempo. And, but yeah, uh, that's
0: that's, cool. that's fairly consistent through these guys. Like they have that kind of punk vibe, but then they have a lot, I, I feel like a lot more musical technicalities down that they, they, they yeah. really have that proficiency in there like it's less just angry
1: yeah but it is like a it's like a, a, a very uh capable punk band that just got really high <laughs> yeah. so just, really. Yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> that theme is going to continue most of these bands have similar sounds uh so the next one number three is power trip by monster Magnet. so this is oh, from yeah. the album power trip from 98 Do you know the song oh yeah i know this i've listened to the song a million times but i'm gonna listen to sweet. it again I, I really like it It's a great song. Yeah. Catchy chorus, uh, heavy, same deal, like simple, just enough punk, easy listening. It's also shorter, which is good. Um, Like, yeah, I find all these songs just they have a little bit more to say than than straight punk, but like not so much. You have to think about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, This is a power trip by Monster Magnet. That's a great song. I actually had that song on my workout playlist, my actual workout playlist for years and years.
0: Oh, wow, yeah, so no, great. They, it's yeah. great.
1: I find Monster Bang that they, they really, like compared to other stoner rock bands, like they, they really have like big hooks in their choruses, which a lot of them don't necessarily. Like they're mm-hmm. a little more traditional rock structure.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what I had down for it. Like, it's yeah. it's nice because this this whole genre has a big spectrum. Like it can be this short sort of rock styled song. Um, to the next song that we're gonna go over is like an eight minute almost prog metal tool ish song But it's like the all across it. <laughs> they have these different ones, but then yeah monster magnets got these sweet choruses
1: Oh, I remember like when this album came out I mean you're too young to remember it, but that, that song space Lord that was all over much Music, the video. Oh, really? Form.
0: Okay. I don't yeah. I know they were uh, that mainstream from this,
1: just from this album specifically, from Power Trip, like this got pretty big for a while. They had a couple of songs. Like this song, I think was fairly big, but but Space Lord was their big single off of that, I believe. Okay, that's sweet. I remember, um, I remember the
0: video. Um, All right, so the next one is, and I just I had to look up the pronunciation, and I don't trust this website. So it's uh, a thousand mods song called Vidage. Vidage is what it tells me, but it's V I D A G E. Uh, I pronounce it a vi- Vidage. The Dodge? Dodge, I don't know. That sounds more fancy, but anyways. Uh, off of their 2011 album, Super Van Vacation. Uh, they're that Greek band. It's kind of my favorite of this list that I've made up that, I, that I've discovered through doing this research. Um, a little more low-key, not as heavy. This is an eight-minute song, so it's it's very prog rock, prog medley in there. Like It really takes its time. I love the breakdown. Like It's great as it kicks in. Even though it's five minutes into the song, Um, I don't. I'm not sure if you're gonna like it, but uh, I personally had a lot of fun going through their uh, their discography.
1: Okay, so should I get right into from the start of the song, or should do like is there like an intro? Do I have to skip past to get Uh, to the meat of it?
0: It starts off, if I remember right, like immediately. But that start goes on for a few minutes, (laughs) so so you can once you get the idea, you can jump around.
1: Uh, All right, so the song is. Vidage, Vidage uh, by uh, 1,000 mods. And uh, here we go. wow it took like two minutes almost to get into the the lyrics into the vocals <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: but it uh yeah I like it it's definitely like definitely more on the stoner side of stoner rock oh
0: like it's yeah for sure
1: but i uh i don't i don't i don't dislike it like it, I'd have to be in the right kind of mood to listen to it I'd say like i have to be in a really chill mood
0: yeah to definitely. To,
1: to enjoy that because it's it's really it's it's a slower tempo than the other stuff we are listening to and like a little less dynamic i guess but like it's uh I could definitely see the appeal in it
0: yeah, like if you have the time and you're in the mood, it's it's yeah. a good song. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily put it on a workout playlist per se. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I wrote I wrote down if you're working out high, you'll love it, but I don't recommend that.
1: Yeah, I don't recommend working out high. First of all.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's it's usually not good.
1: But uh, from from a, a brief listen, I I thought it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, and no rush on listening to the whole eight minutes. I yeah, hold yeah. you to that.
1: Well, I'll probably listen to that full eight minutes of that before I listen to the full hour and three minutes of Dope Smoker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, number five is uh, we're going to get into a couple Sleep tracks before we get into Caius. So this is The Druid by Sleep. Uh, it's from 1993's uh, Sleep's Holy Mountain. Both the songs are going to be from that album because it's really like their only album. Uh, another prog rock song. Not really surprising. That's all their songs especially because they're the ones that put out the whole hour long song. So it's all going to be sort of stretched out. <laughs> this one uh, has no lyrics, but I love the solo. Um, and it's just kind of a good heavy song. It's, you know, I, what, I just love the, I love the music in it.
1: Do you know what time the solo comes in?
0: It's a, uh, in the last like third, I believe you should be able to find it pretty easy.
1: Okay. Yeah. Like I'll check out the first bit and then I'll try to get to the solo. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. This is the Druid by sleep. Yeah, I think that's so far. That's probably the the heaviest song. Mm-hmm. Like, not like yeah. definitely not not fast, but I mean, it speeds up a little bit like towards the solo there. But it's yeah. uh, yeah. but I'd say like guitar heaviness wise, like that's probably the heaviest one so far. Yeah, um, they're that, the
0: closest to metal for sure.
1: Yeah, and that I mean that that you could see the the transition when you know Matt Pike went and did High on Fire. It's easy to see that transition from from Sleep to to High on Fire, like where he went a bit heavier. Because but Sleep's already fairly heavy
0: yeah and like it's fluid it doesn't really matter there's there's stoner music either way yeah
1: Yeah. definitely that that solo is pretty sweet too i like the
0: solo yeah oh i love it um all right so the next one last one from sleep is aquarian off the same album uh this song does have some vocals but their vocals are interesting it's kind of like drowned out in a way but it works um so similar tempo on this very sludgy they're all very sludgy I found that this song sounds like it would be played over a heroin use montage in a movie, but in a good way. That's the vibe ah. I got.
1: Is so, that, Is that a thing, a, a good way of uh, doing well a like, heroin
0: montage? Well, like the, the scenes themselves you wouldn't like, but the music playing, you'd go, oh, it's pretty good.
1: OK, so Aquarian by Sleep. <laughs> Wow. I, I, I like it, but it's like, it starts out slow and you're like, okay, this sounds like stoner rock. And then it, it's like, it's like half speed of a lot of the stuff that I listen to. And then it goes like half that speed. Yeah. <laughs> the first, like Holy crap. Like it, it goes so slow. Yes. And then, the, and then the vocals are like distorted. So it's, but it's like, yeah. in a cool way it's like it sounds like he's like singing underwater. Yeah. Probably, probably bog water.
0: <laughs> yeah, amazing? like dirty brown <laughs> yeah. bong water.
1: Yeah, but it's like I, I, I really like it though. Like, but you definitely have to be in the right state of mood or high, to like, to oh, really sure. enjoy it. But I, but you know, in the right situation or whatever, I could see, I, I could really enjoy this. You know, if, if I just want to just, you know, slow things down and really chill.
0: Yeah, know <laughs> it's they're very sludgy for sure. Yeah,
1: and then the lyrics are are pretty kind of psychedelic. I guess or like f- yes, fantastical. Yeah. I yes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know,
0: I like it. Yeah, they're they're really unique. Like I don't know if I could listen to only them for a while, but uh, they they're worth a shot. Like they're very unique. All right, uh, so just a couple more. So we got a couple tracks from Caius. Now that we're getting to it, so I'm gonna go in chronological order here, starting out with "Thumb" from the '92 uh, album "Blues for the Red Sun." So this is a uh, an early, jo- And I looked it up while we were doing this, so apologies to everyone. It's Josh Homme. So well, it's it is early- Homme, yeah. It is Hami, yeah. It's okay. Norwegian. Uh, oh, okay. Josh Hami, written track. Um, it has it has that kind of swing beat that a lot of Queens of the Stone Age songs sort of get into, so you can like tell it's him. Um, I don't really love Brant's vocals. It's a little too, like, 90s Hetfield, but uh, the tempo change, the heavy beat is really good, and uh, a really nice, simple solo from Hami to close it out.
1: All right. The song is Thumb by Caius. Okay, I know that song. I've heard that a few times. Yeah. Okay. I really like the beat of that song. Like it's got that really wicked driving bass line. Yeah, and and that I I don't know how to how else to describe it, but that like that dense, dirty sound. You know, that's what all the rock has in common, kinda. Like the guitar Mm. and the bass. Yeah. It's not a clean sound, but it's like it's meant to be that way, right? Like
0: yeah. Sludgy sound. Exactly. And it's like weirdly consistent. It doesn't matter what spectrum of like heavy they're on they all have that similar sludgy style to it
1: well there's definitely like, it's not something i could listen to all the time every day but i like when i'm in the mood for it i could really enjoy this kind of stuff mm-hmm.
0: yeah definitely
1: but i actually like his vocals I, I, probably because i'm more of a metalhead than you are and they're a little bit more intense i guess than than yeah a lot of the other guys.
0: yeah He's and it was. might be like a bit of a a bit of a bias because it sounds very queens of the stone age e because it's josh hami But then it's not him singing, so I just I I feel like I want him to be singing it because I'm used to it. That might that might be it too. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna just like poke the bear right here, but I'm gonna say that I like Brant Bjork's vocals better than Josh Homme's.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Okay, fine, sure. Play play
1: play devil's advocate here a little bit. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, I really like. Now I remember why I like Caius. Like I like I listened to this a few times and I I really enjoyed it and it's still I still like it.
0: Yeah, they're good. It it holds up. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so uh, second last one, number eight, is Demon Cleaner by Caius off of Welcome to the Sky Valley from '94. Um, I feel like you hear it even more Queens of the Stone Age here, but I also it sounds a lot like Alice in Chains because I guess they're right around the same same time. Like grunge is happening at the same time.
1: Yeah, I guess it would be a bit influenced by that scene at the time. Eh? Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. And um, also sort of makes sense because like Dave Grohl did a ton of the early drums on queens of the stone age so it's like, yeah, that must I be really that. connected but uh yeah demon cleaner Caius, josh hami goes nuts in this on guitar so hope you like it
1: all right yeah demon cleaner by Caius. song I like that I like the uh the guitar like you were saying the guitar is really good but I, the drums are really good too I love that drum beat
0: yeah and cool. I, I was wondering when I was listening to this like how much influence was Josh Homme having on that because like it sounds like Queens of the Stone Age drums which is what really got me like it's the same kind of beat that that he likes to employ like later on so I'm just yeah. it sort of tracks like you hear the sounds from now you hear the sounds from later and then the story about how like he was kind of doing most of the writing yeah, it's like you can you can tell. There must be a <laughs> name great. for
1: that type of drum beat, but I'm not sure what it is. But it's, it's definitely something I've heard, like yeah. similar to drum beat. But I, I just really like the, the drums really drive that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it also reading the lyrics actually answered my question because I wasn't sure if it was like a device that clean cleans up the demons or if it's a device that cleans a demon. You know what I mean? Like actually cleans the the actual de- like. So now I know it's it gets rid of them.
0: Oh, okay. It's uh, not like uh, a, a demon shower or anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not like a demon groomer okay <laughs> you know, good to
0: know in case yeah. anyone was wondering about it yeah
1: yeah that was the first thing that came to my mind i'm like what do they mean by demon cleaner
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it was the other way around i wouldn't have liked it but since it's this way yeah <laughs> all right uh last last song from Kaias and for the playlist so this is hurricane off of uh, 1995's and the circus leaves town so it's a short sweet track opens with uh, like a very energetic powerful drum beat very very josh homie He's got that sound down already. Yeah, like the sound
1: that you can see that like, carries on into Queens of the Stone Age. You mean?
0: Yeah, like he, he yeah. knew what he was wanting to do already, which uh, yeah. I find kind of crazy because he's, he's like in his 20s, barely.
1: Yeah, he was really young at the time, eh? man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, the uh, song is Hurricane by Caius. Yeah, you were kidding about the drums. That's like uh, great. Yeah. right off the bat, and then, like it's that's in it right away. That's probably like the closest to a punk song that I've heard in this playlist. Like that's that's like that's a punk song essentially with just like mm-hmm. a sludgy sound
0: to it. Yeah, and it's like the it's the tail end. Like this is their last album before they break up.
1: it's yeah. like
0: this is this is them sort of like cleaning it up, and then he goes off and and does it all on his own. Yeah, but
1: I can see like when they they call themselves a punk band, like I
0: can see that coming out in this. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like that's how they always felt, and I guess they finally got to it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know, but I I really like that. I like that. I mean, I like how they they kept the the stoner, the stoner sound, but with like the faster tempo. Yeah. And it really, it still really works. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's Caius is great, and uh, like Sleep, you got to be in the right mood for, and the rest of them, they all kind of have their own sound, but but Caius, it's it's crazy. They have three amazing albums. Like all three of those albums are are great yeah i remember and i haven't really listened to that first one but those three are are amazing
1: i remember listening to like blues for the red sun and
0: uh what was the second one called uh oh welcome to the sky valley
1: or the third one yeah i remember listening to those two and i, I enjoyed both of them quite a bit mm-hmm. so they're pretty oh, they're consistent. Great.
0: Yeah. yeah and and we've already talked about it but honorable mention dope smoker <laughs> it's not going on the playlist because it's an hour and th- three minutes long but if you feel really ambitious
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna I might have to do it in like in like segments. I might not be able to do it like all in one go. Yeah. But uh. Fair enough. But yeah, it's uh I'm gonna I'm gonna do it.
0: Yeah, it's it's not bad. Like from what I've I gathered from jumping through it, it's uh you need to be in the right mood for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. Definitely. Cool subject though. Like I, I I mean I'm familiar with the stoner rock, but there is some stuff in here that I hadn't heard before or that I hadn't really got gotten too deep into. So it's kind of yeah refreshing to hear a little bit more a little bit of background
0: on it yeah it's so much deeper than than i thought i was kind of aware of it before but like opening up into it it's this huge subculture that like took place parallel to grunge essentially and, and it's it's so different in its own way which is is really interesting to learn about so thanks thanks tristan for sending that yeah good suggestion. job that
1: was, that was an excellent suggestion yeah
0: I, yeah thank you i learned a lot of bands from this
1: and i don't think yeah. we've ever even really talked about We've like brushed on blue cheer, maybe a little bit. Like most of these bands, we haven't really talked about, so it's kind of something new for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, we haven't haven't really gone into it at all. And uh, what's a little different than some of the histories we're doing is like a lot of these bands are they're not very old yet. Like they're they're all still touring. You can still see Queens of the Stone Age. I saw them a couple years ago. I've seen them twice, I think, in my life. And like some of them only formed in like 2008. So. These are all these are all active bands that are still putting out music. I've actually
1: seen I've seen Matt Pike, but I saw him with High on Fire. Like I've seen High on Fire live. I've just never I've never okay. seen Sleep.
0: But. Yeah. Well, I guess they're they're back together now, so maybe they might be touring now more as Sleep. Well, if they ever if they ever come over to Calgary, we'll have to go check them out. I would definitely go see it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's that's it. That is cool. uh, that is Stoner Rock, sort of briefly. Like I said, a lot more into the surface, but. Uh, To give a nice a nice concise history of it and that's going to do it for this episode of the heavy so yeah you can see the show notes for a complete list of the songs that we talked about you heard in this episode and a link to that playlist that is on spotify Uh, and be sure to subscribe to us on apple podcasts spotify or your favorite podcast app if you like the show please tell a friend and leave us a rating on itunes our website is theheavy.podbean.com and you can email us at theheavypod at gmail.com Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Heavy Pod and all of those. Our show is edited by Ian Sutherland. Usually Andrew does all the research. This was this was my episode. Uh, our brother Rob designed our logo. Our theme song is Stallions of the Highway by Savage Blade. And I'm your host, Don Sutherland. And thanks for listening. We'll catch you again in two weeks, which is actually our final episode of the season before we, we take our break for the summer. So we'll see you for the finale in two weeks. Later.